What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's podcast, I'm talking about mindset and marketing. We've been talking a lot about Grant Cardone and the Unbreakable Business Challenge that he has coming up. And he's got five pillars that they're going to be talking about there. One is the money mindset. Two is marketing. Three is sales. Four is communication, like um, is, uh, sending your message, talking to people, presenting. And then five is scaling. And I'm really excited about this challenge. So on today's episode of the podcast, a few weeks ago, I put the Money Mindset podcast out. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. It's from one of my five-day challenges that I did. So today I talk a little bit about the money mindset and mindset around business, but we spent the majority of the time talking about marketing. And what I want to do is I want to put that out to you to give you an idea of what's going to be going on. Some of the things that I learned from Grant at his office and at his event that changed my mind around marketing. Some of the quotes that I that I pulled from that event, I share out here. And, um, and we're doing these calls live. So next week, for anybody who signs up for the Unbreakable Business Challenge, I'm doing these calls. So I have two more calls planned, one, uh, one on sales and um, communication, and then one on scaling. So I'm really excited about that. The, the challenge starts January 24th. So make sure that you sign up for the challenge. We're adding a whole ton of bonuses, whether you just sign up for free. It's a free challenge. Um, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So we're going to put a link in the description, sign up for the challenge, and here's an entire podcast on some of my marketing strategy for businesses. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. We're going to talk about business. We're talking about building a business, and we're going to talk about the um, the five pillars of building a business. And I'll talk about that in a second. I had an opportunity to spend some time with Grant over the past few months. So in September, I, I met him for the first time in person. I've obviously seen him, read his books, things like that. I had the opportunity to meet him in person, spend some time with him an entire day. And then again in November, I got to go to his office in um, just outside of Miami, in between Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And I got to go to his office for two days and spend some time with him there and just kind of get to know who he is, what his business looks like and all these things. And to be honest, I was complete, I was just shocked. I was floored with what they're doing. It's really excited. I've never really promoted something like this before. And um, and I'm excited about it. I think there's a lot that, that we can learn from them. There's a lot that he's going to teach us him and his partners. And there's a lot that I can expound on for the real estate business and business in general. So a little quick background on me. I was a military pilot. So I flew airplanes and helicopters for the Navy for a very long time. I'm actually in my 20th year right now. I'm about to retire in three months or so, three or four months. I'm going to retire. I'm in, in the reserves right now. I did 15 years of active duty and the last five have been in the reserves. Um, I'm flying a desk in Atlanta right now. It kind of stinks. For 19 years, I flew nonstop and I loved it. And then they took the airplane away from me and that's why I'm getting out of there. But I do have my own airplane. I fly my own airplane uh, so I can get places faster. I can uh, spend less time in TSA and traveling around. My bag's getting lost and flight's getting canceled and all that stuff. So it's really, really great. Um, I love it. And it gives me freedom, like time and financial freedom. The way that I got there was I got to a place where I was working a full-time job W-2 and I wanted to get out of it. I wanted to figure out a way to have, uh, I really loved flying, but I, I felt like I was, wasn't, gonna, it was going to take me forever to become a millionaire. I was doing the math and, um, you know, saving 55% of my salary, I was going to be 65 by the time I made a million dollars. And I didn't want to do that. 
I, and then I ended up getting married. We got pregnant with our first son. And now instead of having one mouth to feed, I had three and I wasn't saving any money anymore. I was spending the money on my family. We were going on trips. We were growing all these things. So, so what I did next was um, I found real estate. I started getting into real estate. I started buying houses. I started buying rental properties. I did it the wrong way first. And then I joined a program and somebody showed me the right way to do it. And I started flipping houses and growing and scaling my business. We went from one house a year. I was doing one house a year for about two years in a row. And then I did 67 houses the next year. I did 135 houses after that. And I did 187 the year after that. And then 200 every year for quite a few years. Um, now we do about 60 houses a year or so, maybe 80 houses a year in my company. And um, I also do multifamily. So uh, commercial real estate, uh, multifamily buildings. I raise a lot of capital. I'm a hard money lender. And I'm really like all of my assets are just kind of like spread out in real estate. So I'm diversified inside of real estate with the things that I do. And I run a couple different businesses. I was able to grow and scale my real estate business to seven figures. So we're doing uh, 670,000 that first year. We did 1.3 million the second year. We did 2.3 million the next year and about 3 million for the years after that. And so um, it's been a great journey. It's been the last like 10 years of me learning and, and growing my real estate business and understanding it, starting with just me, starting small and now have I would probably have 25 employees inside of our uh, coaching company. We've got another handful of employees in our real estate company, and I've got partners and 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 people that I work with on a regular basis, one time or many many times. And so what I've realized is it's it's something like that you can learn, like building a business and creating an active stream of income or a passive stream of income through your business is possible. In my real estate business, I started. I got to the point where I was working sometimes two hours a week. And sometimes I didn't even do a call one week while I was running another company. And so I got it to a passive stream through people and process. And so that's a lot of what I'm going to talk about. It's a lot of what I coach and train on right now. And I'm really excited for this for 2023 and for you guys, because I think that now is the time to really dive in and get back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, back to the core of business. Because when things start getting rocky and shaky in the economy and business and real estate, wherever you are, whatever industry and niche that you're in, when stuff starts getting shaky, the, the, all you got you to go back to the basics. You got to go back to the fundamentals. The fundamentals will never change. Some of, the, some of the techniques and tactics and things you were using might need to shift, but the fundamentals are sound. And that's the five things that we're going to talk about here. And that's the five things that Grant's going to talk about. And uh, Grant's team, Brandon Dawson, had the opportunity to meet him. Absolutely incredible. And uh, those, are, those are the five things. So that's kind of my history. I run a coaching and consulting business now called Seven Figure Flipping. I feel like I lead leaders, I grow business owners, and I help people the majority of the time with their mindset and the things that are stopping them and they're struggling with. So I really love to coach people. I really love to see people succeed. And I really want other people to win way more than I want to win. Like I truly, truly believe that. Um, I've won many, many times in my, my life. I love to win. I am a competitor and I work hard and, and I love business. I love life. I love all the things I get to do but I want you to win. Like, I want to give you the foundation. I want to build the fundamentals and I want to see you win. And I, I truly believe that every single person on this call has the ability to become a millionaire 10 times, 100 times, 500 times, 1,000 times over if you want to. And, and there, the information is out there. You need the belief. I need to change your belief to say that you believe that you can do it. Because when you believe that you can do it, you'll do it. Nothing will stop you. I promise you that. And so Grant talking about this unbreakable business, him going through multiple down cycles and seeing the things that he's been able to do. Like I looked at him like, 
you know, the media talks about all the stuff. The news talks about him. The people are are complaining. There's haters. There's people that love him and hate him. And I, I wasn't really sure where I fell, to be perfectly honest. And I went to see him in San Diego in September and he blew me away. Like he blew me away. And so most of the people that are talking trash about him have never met him. Uh, pretty much, I, I guarantee all of them. And and meeting him in person, getting to know him, seeing him with his family, seeing him with his business. And frankly, for me, seeing him with his employees and his staff was like game changing for me. When you see people interact with their team and their staff and people that have been with them for 15 years, 10 years, 12 years, it's incredible. And then when I got to go to his office and I got to see how they operated, the KPIs that they use, the boards, the sales floor, everything, like it was electric. Like it pumped me up. And so in that moment, I was like, I'm in, like, I'm in, what can, how can I help? And he's doing some things that, that I don't normally coach and train on. Like I don't normally coach and train on this stuff. It's more, um, it's more, it's more mindset. It's more, um, it's more growth. It's more development. It's more real estate focused. And this is more business focused. And he's bringing in some amazing experts. Some of my friends like Russell Brunson's coming in. Um, TD Jakes is going to come in and talk about communication and speaking. It's going to be amazing. So I'm really excited. Um, Taya said, love all greats, hate, love all grants, haters. There's a reason for that. And we'll talk about that today. So today, what I want to talk about is, so I, I've got to spend time with Grant. I got to take a ton of notes. Some of you guys, if you're in, this, in the challenge with me, you've gotten my notes. And what I want to do is I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the first two pillars today. The first one is mindset, like the mindset around money and mindset, and then marketing. I'm going to dive into marketing. We're going to get pretty tactical in the marketing side and why it's so important. Like, why is marketing really, really important to the economic engine of your business, whether you've started your business or not. And I didn't realize this for many, many years. This is a huge breakthrough that I had and Grant helped me with even a few things now, even in the marketing level that we do and the amount of money we spend and time we spend on marketing. I feel like I've mastered the art of, of marketing. I can really have mastered the art of marketing. And now I just need to scale it. And I think those are the things that they're going to help me with in the challenge. And I'll be right there with you guys. So what I want to do right now is I want to, I want to take a time, some time to, to just answer a question in your head. So I need, I need participation from you, all of you in this. And I don't, it doesn't matter what anybody writes down here. I just, I need you guys in the chat right now. Okay. So what I want you to think about is I'm going to say a sentence and I'm going to leave an empty blank. And the first word that pops in your head, like the very first word I want you to write in the chat. Okay. The first word. So I'm going to say something is blank. And I want you the first word that pops in your head, just put in the chat. Can you guys do that? Let me know in the chat. Just say yes. Tell me yes, you can do that. Okay, keep going. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. I want to see. And every single person, I want all the attendees to, to do this. It's really important because I'm going to coach you on something. So if I don't see some things in the chat, it's not going to work for you. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to we'll do a, a full-on coaching session here. I've done this with my, I have an eight-figure entrepreneur mastermind. I have people that are making multiple seven figures, trying to get to eight figures. And this is something that we do in that group. So they are paying, they're paying $100,000 a year, like fifty dollars to $100,000 a year, depending on when they came into the group. And this is what we do inside that group. So hopefully it's valuable to you guys here. All right. Okay. So I'm going to say this sentence the, and give you a blank. The first thing that pops in your head, I need you to jump in the chat right away. Business is blank. Business is blank. What's the first thing that pops in your head? First thing that pops in your head, just come on, put it in there, put it in there. Keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't worry about what everybody else said. Don't worry about what everybody else said. Keep going, keep going. Okay, keep going, keep going. So business is blank. What's the first thing that pops in your head? I'm gonna start reading some of these out. Keep going, keep going. Awesome. I love that you guys are participating and 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 willing to be willing to do this with me. Uh, okay, 
keep going, keep dropping them in, keep going. Business is blank. What's the first thing that pops in your head? Um, okay, so I've got uh, people, missing, freedom, fun, opportunity, relationships, fun, great, relationships, fun, a journey, booming, free, great, people, boring, limitless, hard, hard, business is business, systems, um, about to blow, uh, hopefully about to blow up and like get big, um, tough, service, means, process, strategic, networking, tough, essential, hard, relationships, freedom, tough, great, freedom, challenging, networking, hard, Growth, frustrating, relationships, hard, relationships, relationship, challenging, pleasure, growing, complex, tough, uh, process, booming, a struggle, fun, people, uh, booming, relationships, successful, scalable, good, great, challenging, profitable, great, shifting, uh, business is business, yes, okay, challenging. So, okay, what I what, what you guys see here is we see a wide variety of what people are saying, right? Business is blank. And the first thing that pops in your head, so some people said people, some people said um, uh, fun, some people said relationships, um, so, some people said challenging, some people said tough, some people said hard. So I go through this process with people, especially when I'm coaching them in the very beginning, because they're talking about their business. They want me to help them fix their business, right? So come in, so look at my P&Ls, uh, my profit and loss statement, look at my marketing budget, look at look at all these things like my margins aren't there. And the first thing that I do is I, I say, okay, great. Like you can tell me all this stuff. I figure out what's going on. And then let's take a step back, like a big step back. And I do this exercise with them. And usually if the people's business is struggling or not doing well, or their margins are down or things like that, or they're having people problems, they can't find the right fit. They say business is hard or business is tough or business is difficult. Something like that. Okay. And so this piece right here is their global belief on business. Okay. What I want you to do, let's do this one more time. Okay. I, one more, I'm going to do one more exercise with you. I want, I want to talk about money. Money is blank. First thing that pops in your head. Money is what? Money is blank. Money is what? Money is blank. Okay, so money is blank. Let me see. All right, keep them coming, keep them coming, keep them coming. All right, so here's what I got from money. Money is awesome, unlimited, value exchange, medium, freedom, freedom, abundant, freedom, essential, freedom, freedom, power, good, transactional, abundant, freedom, the key, fun, limitless, great, liberating, freedom, opportunity, printed, great, missing, so once I'm missing, freedom, a tool, simple, freedom, fun, expensive, freedom, freedom, powerful, freedom, 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 creativity, necessary, vehicle, resource, tool, helpful, freedom, tool, liberating, king, tool, necessary, power. Grant says money is trash. He says cash is trash. We'll talk about that. Cash is trash, right? Money. He wants the money. Cash. Cash is trash. Necessary, tool. Um, the easy part, tool. Tool for comfort. So uh, freedom, flowing, powerful, potential powerful tool. So um, so I kind of just screwed with you guys a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be honest. So I, if I said business is blank, and then I tell you the exercise that we're doing, it's a global belief. It's something, and I, I took you through like good and bad, right? I, I said uh, money is, or uh, business is uh, relationships, business is freedom, business is fun. Some people said that. And then some people said business is hard, business is challenging, business is all this stuff, right? So there's there's two things that are happening right here. Number one, I gave you the context for the second question. And so 
I think there was only one person that says business or, or money is missing. Everything else was positive. Everything else was good, good, like freedom, freedom tool. There's two things that are happening here. Number one, I gave you the context. So you guys are taking that context and saying, oh, so I need, I need to say something good. Very quickly, your brain said, okay, some people are saying good stuff. Some people are saying bad stuff. Bill's asking a second question. I'm going to say the good stuff. And then the second piece is I have a room full of winners. I have a room full of people that know that they, that money is abundant, that money is out there, that they have a, a, good, a good, solid, great money mindset. Because most of the time I do this, if I do this in, in like, like I do it with like younger people that were grown up, that grew up in that people that didn't have any money. Somebody say like root of all evil or money is dangerous or money is manipulating or money is uh, like like negative type stuff. So there's two things that are happening. Number one, I gave you the context. And number two, you got, so I never give the context. Like if I ever do this exercise, I never give the context. I ask all the questions up front and I have them fill out a spreadsheet or like a, 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 a form, like a piece of paper, write it down, or we put it up on the board. I just have them yell it out. And then I go through the exercise. What I did with you guys, I went through the exercise first, a little bit, a little bit of exercise, told you like goods, bads. This is a global belief. And then I talked about money and it's all positive. So there's two things happening here. Number one, that you guys are, number one, you guys have a great money mindset, which is awesome because we'll talk through for it for a little bit and then we'll move into marketing. Number two, I gave you the context. So you see what can happen? Like we're so easily like shifted. So, so that makes my job really easy because if I can truly shift the way that you think about your global beliefs, then we can start work, working on the beliefs under that. So when you think about business, like business is hard. If you show up every day in your company that you're starting, that you're excited about, you remember when you started a business? So some of the people that say business is hard or business is difficult, business is challenging. Like you're in your business right now, right? You showed up on day one excited. You're like a little kid and all you want to do is play. And then you got beat down and beat down and something happened and something happened and somebody quit. And so you started, you were making a lot of money, you started making less money. And then you're like, you know what? Business is hard. And now you show up every day with that global belief. That's the umbrella around how you show up in your business for you, your family, your team members, your staff, everybody in this global belief under this umbrella that business is hard or business is challenging or business is difficult. And that's a challenge. That's a challenge. So inside of here, under this, what you've got to do is you've got to figure out how to change that global belief. You've got to start shifting to remember what it was like when business is fun, with all this stuff is happening, right? And so this is the biggest thing that you can do in starts. And this happens with money. This happens with relationships, with your spouse, with your kids, with your family. You start using these words, figure out what your global beliefs are. And then you start chipping away at those. That's the key is, move, is come up from that. So I wanted to do that with you guys with business and money because I really want you to figure out where you're at and take, take your temperature. So if you're like, business is fun, business is exciting, business is booming, business is growing, business is those kind of things, then you have a good solid global belief to work off of. If you were saying business is hard, business is challenging, business is difficult, business is these negative type words, you're gonna struggle there. You've gotta figure out why that is and go back to that. Like, why do I feel that way? So that's the mindset piece that I wanna talk about specifically today is this is really important to change the way that we think and feel about this stuff. So go back to that time where you were starting your company and remember what it's like. 
And all of you that said freedom, like, I love it. Money's freedom. Business is freedom. Like you, I don't, I don't work for anybody. I don't have to, I don't have to show up. I don't have to ask permission to go on vacation. I don't have to do this thing. So I love, I love my companies. I love business. I love being an entrepreneur. I, I'm, I don't know that I'll ever go back to work for somebody. I don't think I can. And so for you guys, like there is, there is, there's beauty in all of this. And so inside this challenge, Grant and uh, Grant's going to specifically talk about the money mindset. He's going to talk about the mindset around money. And, um, and I love like he, he brings a ton of that to the table of the mindset about money. So we talked about becoming a millionaire and then becoming a billionaire and the different, like what has to be done to become a billionaire, how you have to change that mindset completely. And I know he's going to, he's going to be talking about that, which I'm really excited about. So what I want to do is I want to talk about marketing um, next. <laughs> John said, money's even on my socks. Uh, yes. Uh, I had a friend to give me some socks with some hundred dollar bills on them and my face on them. That was awesome. It's like the best gift ever. It's a guy named Damon Burton does SEO. He's awesome. So I got that. Uh, I don't know. I got that last week and I had to wear them to an event I did this week. Um, okay. So here's a couple of things that I took from Grant um, at the, at the event that I went to with him and that I want to share with you guys. Number one, he said, assume no one has done anything that you do. So in the beginning of this call, he helped me with that. In the beginning of this call, I want to come on and tell you who I am and what I do. And, and if you came in through an ad that we ran or we haven't met before or any of that stuff, I want you to know that I'm a military pilot. I want you to know that I'm married. I have three kids. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a 13-acre farm behind us where we grow our own uh, vegetables and fruits. And, uh, and we have our own chickens and we raise our own chickens and eggs. And we have, I have fun there. That's like my freedom project. I want you to know that I own an airplane, that I fly my own airplane and I can go like from one side, one coast to another coast in, you know, six hours. And I don't have to wait in line. And I, I like, I've been able to achieve a lot in my life. I want you to know that I had success in real estate. I want you to know that I ran, uh, run a coaching company. I want you to know these things. Because in the beginning, like I have to, I have to get to a point where you start understanding my who I am, what my family's like, what my values are, these kind of things. And then you can start trusting me and then you can start hopefully liking me and then we can do business together or you'll start listening to me. And that's the thing that Grant was talking about. He's like, I assume nobody's seen anything I do. So I'm constantly putting the same, I'm putting this story out there, I'm putting this messaging out there. I'm talking about what I'm doing. And it just goes over and over and over. He's just continuing to push this out. And that was huge for me. Because a lot of times I'll show up to one of these and I just assume, hey, you're on my email list. You got here somehow. You, you must know me, right? And I'm not being loud enough. And so the other thing he said that I never thought I would hear him say is marketing is superior to sales. And coming from a sales background for him, he said marketing is superior to sales. So we started talking about that and diving into it and asking why that is. He's like, well, if nobody knows you, they can't buy from you. So could you imagine a business where your marketing is so good and your messaging is so loud? That when people call up your sales team, they're just like, I, I want it. They're just taking orders. They're just sitting there saying, I want it. If your marketing is so good and so powerful and so life-changing in, 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 for them, then they'll buy from you right away. And, and that was huge for me. Um, the other thing that he said is the only way to protect your brand is by growing it. The only way to protect your brand is by growing it. And I, that hit me pretty hard. Because I was, I, I watched Undercover Billionaire, um, the second season that he was in, and there was a quote that I'll never forget. This is probably, I don't know, three, three years ago I was watching this. Something like that, maybe two years ago, two, three years. When you're an entrepreneur, you have no idea of time, right? 
So two or three years ago, he said, best known beats best. Best known beats best. And my whole life, I've been building best, but we're not best known. So for those of you that are on this, this is your first time here. This is the first thing that you've seen me do. You don't know who I am. And I need to get out there more. I We need to put ourselves out there. And that's building our brand, building my brand as a person and building my company's brand and separating those two. And so that best known beats best. And what he, what he meant was the, the best known company will always be the one that makes the most sales that grows the most. Now, he didn't say you don't have to build best. All you have to be is best known and sell a bunch of crap. That's not what that means. What it means, and, and for me, we've been building best in the background, but we're not best known. So if you have an amazing product that's best in the world and nobody finds out about it or knows about it, I mean, how, how horrible is that? Like you, it's your duty, it's your, it's your job to get it in front of the, the consumers that need it. And if you have a product that people need, you've got to do it. Yeah, Dwayne said, this is McDonald's. He said in a chat, he said, this is McDonald's. So McDonald's, they don't have the best hamburger. They don't have the best cheeseburger. They don't have the best anything really, but they're very well known. They're staple. They're it. Like they make way more money than Wendy's and Burger King and all these other companies. So it's really amazing. So Michael said, I have a product people need. Michael, you got a product people need? You need to figure out how to market it. You need to get it out and market it. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about marketing. So that was, uh, that was something that I really love. Um, one thing you can do if you've got a business and you've got a name, you're building a brand is you can go to Google analytics and, or Google trend, Google trend analytics, and just, you can just type it in and see where it's at. What I love to see that what Grant showed us in, at the event was, and he'll probably show you on the challenge is he went into Google trend analytics and typed in Grant Cardone and saw the trends of, of how he was being Googled and people were asking about him and looking for him. And it was going up over time, right? It was like a like a hockey stick. And as it was going up, he did a couple of things. He he kind of pulled out the years. He'll probably show you on the challenge, I hope. And a few of those years, he could he could say, "I was doing this, and I was doing this, and my I was being become more well known." He launched the um, the event, right? His his ten X event, and it just went up and up and up. And his company trajectory, the amount of revenue they were doing, was almost a mirror image of it. It's almost a mirror image of becoming well-known. So I really love that. And then the next thing that I want to share with you, and then I'll go into some marketing tactics, is he said the promotion, like marketing promotion, when he's marketing, the first, the first reason he's marketing is for him, is for him. So he said, if I can't say I'm awesome, no one else is going to. So he does that marketing for him first. So like for me. He used the example of uh, Snoop Dogg getting his Hollywood square. And he did a speech and he was like, I want to thank me for doing all the hard work, for staying up late, for keep going when it was hard, all these things. I want to thank me for getting here. And so he markets for him. And then the second one, he said, for his employees. He markets for his employees. He wants his employees to see that marketing. He wants them to see that he's out there, that he's marketing, he's growing the company. He wants, the, he wants to grow the company. He wants the employees to see that. So uh, I love that. And he, he, he said, he said his people need to hear that he's awesome. Like his people that are there, his employees, his staff, even his family. And then the third one, he said, the people that you're competing with, your competitors need to see your marketing. So if your competitors see your marketing, they start watching your marketing, they start studying, they start looking at what you're doing. They're not focused on what they're doing. 
And so he's like, if my competitors are seeing my marketing, like I, I want to grow my business. They're going to be looking at me and I'm going to be looking at me and we're just going to keep growing and blowing up. And then he said, the fourth one is for your business. So most people start marketing for their business first, but he does that last. And he said, if you get the, if you get one, two, and three, number four takes care of itself. And I, that was really good for me. That was really kind of eye-opening for me. So what most people do when they start a business, they're like, you know what? I'm going to build this product and build this amazing thing. And then I'm going to sell it to the market. What you should do is look at what market do I serve? Who do I want to serve the best? Well, who can I help the most? What do they want and what do they need? And then I look at my product and how I build it for them. So most of the times we build what we think we need. And then we put it out to the market versus what does the market want and need? What are they asking for? And then let me build that. So that's a, a dichotomy shift that I want you guys to make in your product and your business and everything that you're doing and building is how can I shift that? How can I go over to who's the market? Who do I serve? Who do I want to work with? And then how can I build this for them? So, um, and then build, how do I build best known and best? If you have those combos, game over, game over. Apple is a great example of this. Apple is a great example of marketing. Um, Apple doesn't sell the most computers, but Apple definitely has the biggest following and the biggest like hardcore people are going to fight and argue over it. Like if you're an Apple user and you have a, you have an iPhone or you have a, you have a Mac, you have any, like, you are going to argue with people. It's crazy. Those, and, and if you, if you have a PC, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I have like an HP or I have a Dell, I have windows, you know, but it's not like, oh wait, you have a. HP, you have a PC. There's no real like brand loyalty, right? The brand loyalty of Apple is insane. Absolutely crazy. Like, I'm, hey, let me, I'm asking you the chat. Are you Apple or Android? Just put in the chat, Apple or Android user. What do you got? Apple or Android? Okay, I got a couple Android users here. Apple, 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 Apple all day. Justin said, who wants green texts? Apple, 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 Apple. Android, I got a couple of Androids in here. People are laughing. <laughs> now I have Apple. So like the Apple people are ready to like throw down. I was trying to start a fight in chat, but we don't really have, we can't really get a fight here. Pretty much we got two Android users and I hope they don't jump off, but they might. So like marketing is going to be really important. It's, it's key, right? Your marketing is really, really important. Like you've got to get out there. And so Apple did a great job of marketing. They didn't have the best product and they, they might still not have the best product. Like there's so many arguments I see over computers. Uh, I think, you know, expensive phones, all this stuff. And the Android users, they have the logical argument. But the iPhone users have the emotional argument. And emotion drives marketing. So emotion drives marketing. All right, let's talk marketing here. The biggest thing in marketing, uh, uh, and Julie said, some of Apple stuff sucks bad. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree, but, but I, I'm buying it. And everybody on here is buying it. And they got 90, they got 99% of our people on this call. You know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's marketing. It's marketing. It's brand awareness and marketing. And so, um, so what, what Grant said is money follows attention. Money follows attention. And I thought this is awesome. Money follows attention. And so what I see here is he, we talked a little bit about like time and money. Like everybody wants time and everybody wants money. Time is definitely superior to money, but those are the currencies, time and money. And money follows attention. 
So attention is, if attention is time, so we want time and money, money following attention. So money follows time. So getting people's time, getting people's eyeballs, you guys spending time with me today, right? This is, I know this is valuable to you. So I need to show up and I need to provide you valuable information. And it's marketing. This is marketing right here. I want you to show up to Grant's challenge. I want you to play all out with me. I want you to be there with me. I want you to see success. I want to help you. I want to push you. I want to encourage you. And so time is greater than money. What I see a lot of times is hundreds of people will show up for what I do. Sometimes thousands of people. I have thousands of people that sign up for a call like this. Let's say I have a thousand people that show up. A hundred are going to show up. Maybe 200 are going to show up. So we can see time and money. So that means, let's say I have a thousand people sign up and only a hundred show up, right? 900 people won't find the time for it, even though it's free. So 90% of the people that say, I'll be there, they don't show up even though it's free. And so I feel like they don't have time and they don't have money because they don't invest the time or the money. Right. So it's, it's a, if you're not going to invest the time, you're not going to get the time. If you're not going to invest the money, you're not going to get the money. And so time and money are really interesting to watch and study and what people do. Like the people that are willing to spend the time are going to get the time. The people that don't show up, there's 900 people. They're like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to show up for an hour to talk about marketing. I don't have time for that. There's a big problem. Like if you're not going to learn it, you're not going to take some time. You're never going to get the time. What are they doing? They're running around doing, doing little things. Somebody said, uh, education is valuable. Uh, don't, don't have time or money. Don't have time for money. So these, these folks, they're, they're not showing, they're not going to show up. They're not going to put in the time. They're not going to show up to Grant's challenge. They're not going to show up. They're not going to play all out. They're not going to pay attention. They're not going to get the, they're not going to find time. They're not going to get the money after that. <laughs> time to binge watch Netflix. Exactly. Money follows time spent, Paul. I love that. I love that. Money follows time spent. Don't have enough fear of loss by not showing up. So, okay, marketing. So let's start. Let's let's talk about marketing a bit. Let me know in the chat if you have a um, if you have a a business right now and what it is. Just let me know if you have a business and what it is. And I want to talk about I want to talk about marketing in, in general. So I've been I've been studying marketing for many, many years. I'm in a very high level mastermind with some of the best marketers in the world. It's run by a guy named Russell Brunson. Russell is my coach. We work one-on-one together in the marketing world. He runs a company called ClickFunnels. If you haven't heard of it, he'll be in the challenge. I'm really excited to watch him talk about marketing. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about came from him and some of the other people inside of my mastermind group. Um, So we got all kinds of different people here. Landscaping, real estate, insurance, HVAC plumbing, electrical, real estate syndication, awesome, marketing agency, real estate investor, starting multifamily empires from scratch. I love that. Okay, cool. Um, Engineering business, barber. Kai is a barber. Awesome. Um, uh, Real estate agents. Okay, so this is helpful. Community outreach organization, fix and flip, rainmaker. Oh, yeah. Eric, what's up, Eric? Good to see you here. So let's, let's talk about marketing. Number one is the first thing, the first thing. We talked about the market. We talked about the market. We talked about providing what the market is wanting and needing, right? We got to provide something valuable to the marketplace when we're creating a product or something to sell or anything, whatever we're doing in marketing. The first step that I want to think about when I'm marketing is, 
the goal of any marketer is to create some sort of reaction, some sort of reaction. I want to create an emotional response in somebody. I want somebody to be triggered to do something. I need to create an emotional response to get somebody to act. Emotion is what controls our actions. Emotion does. Not logic, not fear, these kind of things. Emotion is the main driver of our, of our actions. And so I need to get somebody emotionally, um, triggered is probably the wrong word, but emotion, elicit an emotional response from someone. And so when I think about that, I'm going to think about like, what market am I serving? So most of the people um, that are here, they're, if they're in real estate or you're in business, your business provides some, some value to the marketplace, some thing to the marketplace, this business you decided to start and do. The first question I ask is, does the market want that and need that? And a market, by the way, a market is a place. It's a place where your customers hang out. So if you think of a market, like I'm in some sort of market that I'm sending marketing to, it's a place where, where my ideal dream customers hang out. I always want to talk to my ideal dream customer when I'm marketing. So, so what I've got is I'm going to pick some market. I'm going to pick some place that my ideal customers are going to hang out. And I'm going to try to figure out who my ideal customer is. Usually people, especially in like, uh, let's see, in, in real estate, if you're looking for something you need, you need in real estate, you need some sort of, if you're going to buy at a discount, which is what we all want to do. You need some sort of distress. You need something going on. There's some emotional thing that's happening in that person or that market that you're going to start marketing to. Uh, if you're in, so like, uh, let's see, a, a barber. So everybody needs to get their haircut. Ty, so you got, you got a really good, it's a good market. You, your market is like, it's, maybe it's men, maybe it's women, maybe you have both. But if you're focusing on your marketing, it's like somebody who needs a haircut. We got realtors in here. We got people that are looking to sell their house. And you can start niching down very deep in some of that stuff, but you need some sort of market that you're going to start with. Who's your ideal customer? Who do you want to work with? Maybe you got a military background like me and you're a realtor. You want to work with military folks. You start focusing there. Maybe you want uh, you want to work in the luxury market. You're like, who are the people with a lot of money in the luxury market, bigger commissions? I might want to work with them. You got a background in that. Um, there was an engineer in here. It's an engineer. So and I run if I run an engineering business, it's my engineering business. I'm going to figure out who I serve. I can't say, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do engineering on single family houses. We'll do commercial. We'll do lighting. We'll do HVAC. We'll do plumbing. We'll we'll do uh, um, we'll do fire alarm systems. We'll do all this stuff. Like, who's the market that I'm going to serve? If you're a multifamily syndicator here, you want to you want to start somewhere in, in some market. Maybe you're going to start with um, 150 to 300 units in the southeast. And that's 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 kind of the niche that I want to be in, right? So we start there. I didn't see any any other like random trying to see if I can hit a couple different uh, services and, and companies. Mobile notary, mobile notary. There's a mobile notary in here. So mobile notary, if I got a notary business, it's like, what kind of notaries do I want to do? Do I want to do big corporate accounts? Do I want to do individuals? Do I want to be like driving around and helping these individuals? What do I want to do? What's my market? And so now I'm going to build that out and say, okay, who's, who's my ideal dream customer? Who's my, who's my avatar? And this is one of the most important things that you can ever do. Um, so Brooke, maybe it was Brooke that says she had notary. Loan signings. You want to do loan signings. So I want to work with people that are getting loans. Those are my documents. That's my niche, right? And, and so now I want to say, who's my ideal dream customer? 
What do they have in common? Um, what does my ideal dream customer have in common with, with me? What do they all have in common together? Like, who is it? And usually, usually you want to work with people that have your values, that have some of your beliefs, some of those kind of things, because those are the people you want to serve. Like, I want to serve people that have similar values to me. I want to serve people who are givers, not takers. I want to serve people that have integrity, not to screw people over. I want to serve people that are hardworking. And that doesn't mean like work nonstop, like they're hustlers and hustlers and hustlers. I want to I want to work with people who when they're when they're working, they're focused, they're they're working hard. And they're they're really doing a great job in what they do. I want to focus on I, I want to work with people who have personal and professional development. They want to get better. I'm here with you guys right now because you're spending time with me to learn things. I want to work with you. You're willing to spend time. I don't want to work with the other 900 people that don't show up. I don't want to work with the people that sign up that don't do what they say they're going to do. I don't want to work with the people that can't find time. I want to work with the people that want to grow, want to expand. I want to work with those people. I want to work with people who are like family oriented, good values, strong, like they're good people. I want to work with them. I want, these are the kind of people I want to work with. So I'm going to focus on that. Same thing for you guys. You start narrowing it down. Like, what do your people, what do you believe and what don't you believe? And what do your people believe and, and not believe? Because I'm sure I'll tell you right now. Hey, let me just ask you guys a question. Have you ever worked with somebody where you're like, I don't ever want to work with this client again. I don't ever want to work with this person again. They are horrible. It was miserable experience. I will never work with this person again. Put it in the chat. Do you know who that person is? You, you probably know their name. You probably know where you met them. They're probably like the best memory, like not the best memory, but they're a memory that you absolutely have. Like I will never work with a customer, this customer again in business ever. So yes, 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 yes. Yes, we got a ton in here. Everybody knows. Except for Christopher. Christopher's got all ideal customers. That's awesome. So inside of that, if there's somebody you don't want to work with again, start saying like, what was it about them that you never want to work with again? And then take, so take out, do you have an ideal customer? Do you have a dream customer? Put it in here. Scott said entitled people. I agree. Entitled people driving nuts. In here, too late, like lazy people. Yeah, lazy people. So right here, ideal customer. Do you have an ideal customer in your head? Like, do you have somebody in, Howard said, not honest, dishonest people. Doesn't want to, Howard doesn't work with dishonest people. So in here, who are the people that you, do you have some, someone in your mind that's like, this is, a, this is a dream customer of mine. I would work with them any day, any week. I love them. Like somebody like that. You have that, yes or no? Type it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. So for you guys right now, if you've got this ideal customer and you've got this horrible customer you never want to deal with again, what I want you to start doing is I want to start listing the things that you loved about that ideal customer, what they believe, what they feel, what they think. And then I want you to write all the stuff that drives you crazy about what the other person is. And you start creating these lists. Start creating those lists. And you've got ideal customer and you've got your worst, horrible customer and all those things. And so now I start building out my avatar. Like, what did I, what did I really like about that person? Who do I want to serve? Who do I want to work with? What's the age range? Is there a gender here? If I'm, if I'm a barber, I want my marketing to speak to the customer that I'm looking for. If I'm a barber that serves women or men, I want to talk to the men. 
that's okay. Same thing. If you if you're in real estate, who are the who are the sellers that you want to serve, that you can help the most, that you really really enjoy working with? Who are the sellers that you don't? If you're an agent, same thing. If you're an engineer, who's the best client that you've had in your engineering business? Who's the worst? Mobile notary, who was the best person when you showed up that you loved it? And who was the worst? And so now I've got those kind of things listed. I start building my avatar. So you've got an age range. You might have a gender. If it, it might be business to business. If you work business to business, it might be a business looks like this. And I don't want to work with these businesses. It might be the fact that I work with uh, small to medium firms and not large firms or startups with just one person. Like for me, my eight-figure entrepreneur group, like I, I'm, I'm working with people that are already making seven figures, trying to get to eight figures. They're making a couple million dollars a year, trying to get to 10 million plus. That's, that's what it is. That's my group. Our runway program, our newer investors, uh, newer investors, like from have never done a deal before up to 10 deals a year. That's, that's what that program is for. Everything that I talk to, I talk about that. And I know the, the kind of people that we want, the age range, maybe, maybe there's an income range. And I want you to start really building out a detailed avatar of who you're trying to work with. Because then you can start figuring out where that person. So, okay, now we got the avatar, right? We got this person. And I want you to name it. Okay, here's Michael. Michael put one here. 35 to 55-year-old realtor who's tired of 3% commission and dealing with appointments with buyers and sellers. That's who he wants to work with. So 35 to 55-year-old realtor. I would start questioning that. Men or women? Like, what are they tired of? What are they tired about? What, what drives them crazy? Like, what don't they love? Like, wh what are they doing right now? How long have they been a realtor? How many houses do they sell per year? Like, that's not detailed enough. So here, we're still on, I'm gonna stay on Avatar. Michael put this in, this is a good exercise. 35 to 55 year old realtors who are tired of 3% commissions and dealing with appointments with buyers and sellers. So we have to go way deeper. Everybody just go way deeper than that. What drives them nuts? Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? How long have they been a realtor? Are they at an independent brokerage or are they at a big brokerage? You know, you want to get this really dialed in so you can speak to that because you want to attract in your marketing, you want to attract your ideal customer, attract your ideal customer. So as you guys go, if you guys have some, drop them in here. I will do some like laser coaching in here with you guys as you go. So if you've got some in here, just drop them in and I'll, and I'll look at it. So uh, Taya, Taya's the barber. She said, love the kids. I don't know if it's a he or a she. Taya, are you a man or a woman? Let me know. Woman. Thank you. Love the kids. They're the future, but they don't always sit still. So maybe I don't want to work with kids in my barber shop. I want men ages, you know, 16 to, and maybe I don't want to cut like the old guys hairs because they're all like grumpy and crotchety and they're never really happy. I don't know. Like you got to figure that out, right? Maybe I want Eight, 17 to something. Scott said 25 to 55, male or female, either needs to eat healthier or loves to eat healthy. Needs to eat healthier or loves to eat healthy. Scott, what does that mean? If they need to eat healthier, but they already love to eat healthier? I don't understand. So for you guys, I want you to get really detailed on this. So what is your ideal customer like? What do they do for a living? You know, how long they've been doing it? What does their family life look like? All these things. So now we have the avatar. Now we say, okay, what's the market that we're going to market to, right? So what's the place that our people hang out? So where, what do they do? What do they read? What are they on? If you're marketing to 
16 to probably 30 year old women or men. It's probably not, I probably wouldn't be running like massive Facebook campaigns. I'd probably be on Instagram or maybe TikTok. And I start growing and marketing there. I And depending on what you do, it might be like, hey, um, you might be the like the newspaper. Can you imagine like, like marketing in the newspaper again? Or the yellow pages, or those kind of things. Like, where are we going to be marketing? If if they're not on Google, like typing stuff into Google, don't market in Google. Like, so the market is the place where your avatar hangs out, right? Marketing market is the place where your avatar hangs out. So your avatar is this person that you want to build this this customer, and you have what they love and what they hate, and what you love and what you hate, and those people are going to resonate with that. So like I saw when I was talking to some of you guys about. I want these customers. I like these customers. Some of you are like, that's me. That's me. That's me. Great. Now you know what I love and you love it. And what it does is like, it's, it's, it's marketing. Everything that you do is marketing. Every conversation you have, every presentation, everything, every, everything's marketing. So now we take this information to the market. So Aaron asks, wholesaling would be a specific list. So, so we have a real estate people in here. So let's talk about a real estate wholesaler. Somebody who, a real estate wholesaler basically puts a house under contract and then goes and markets that contract to another business for sale, a flipper or a landlord and makes money in the spread. Just like at the grocery store, the farmer sells their, their lettuce to a wholesaler who then sells it to the grocery store. Somebody's making money in the middle of that transaction. The grocery store doesn't go straight to the farmer. In real estate, the, um, the flipper might not go directly to the homeowner. They might be looking for a wholesaler in the middle to go spend marketing money. So in wholesaling, if I, maybe the, so what I did was the majority of the deals that I did were non-owner occupied homes. And it was usually someone who's a little bit older that had a rental property that they wanted to offload at a discount because they were done with it. They made their money. They were frustrated. They were angry. They were tired. And usually it was a tired landlord. It was somebody who's had to do some evictions. It was somebody who's maybe had to um, kick some people out. Somebody who's frustrated. And so if that's an avatar that I'm creating that I, and I know all the information about them, then I'm going to say, where do they hang out? So what I can do is I can pull a list of non-owner occupied homes and send some marketing to them. I could network with some property managers locally that know those people. I could go to real estate meetup groups that older landlords might be showing up to and talk to them about potentially buying their property. If they're, if I only want out-of-state landlords, if I say I want out-of-state landlords, people that are too far from their house to go check on it, then I can segment my list to only get out-of-state landlords when I pull it and, and send some marketing to them. So that's the market where they hang out in different places. There's certain areas. Let's say I was like, uh, we do a lot of hoarder houses. So people that hoard houses. What I would consider doing is providing value for the hoarders. I'd build like, maybe build a blog that talks about hoarding. I would try to get my blog up to number one on Google. So when people are like, how do I, you know, how do I figure out my hoarder house? And I'm grabbing leads that way. So there's lots of ways to do this. Okay. So for you guys, we've got the avatar and then we're going to the marketplace, right? There's a marketplace that these people hang out. So it's, there's social media, some, um, there's, there's lists and then there's ways to market to them, right? Ads, you can buy leads, you can, uh, you can choose some direct mail. You can you can call them. You can get their phone number, skip trace, call them. You can do all kinds of stuff. 
in the ways to do it. So, so I want, but I want you to go back to the basics, go back to basics, build the avatar. And we don't usually do this. We don't take the time to go back. We're just like, we need more leads. We need more leads. We need more leads. Usually the reason you don't have the leads is because you're marketing to the wrong place. Like your leads are down because you're marketing to the wrong, wrong location that doesn't have your avatar. Could you imagine? So, so some of you guys probably got here because I was running ads to uh, for for Grant's challenge, and I'm coming in. I'm doing some like pre classes. I'm teaching some of these classes ahead of time to get you guys ready for this next week or in two weeks. And could you imagine? So I'm looking for I'm looking for people who are interested in real estate or interested in starting a business, right? Interested in Grant's challenge. Could you imagine if I marketed? So so Grant Cardone is on some of my ads. He's on some of the logos, things like that. Can you imagine if I was marketing this message of grow your business, build your business, it's going to be life-changing. This is a great, this is a great challenge to come to, five-day challenge. You should come here to learn your to build build an unbreakable business during this recession, this downturn in the economy. And I marketed that to on Facebook to women 65 plus. So I marketed that ad to women 65 plus. How many people do you think I would get to come to a call, to opt in, to join the challenge, to show up? Grant Cardone's face, 65 plus women. Yeah. Rajai said, no bueno. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm talking about, where most people don't understand their market or their avatar, and they're just putting it out there, right? There's somebody, people are going to buy my stuff. Like, no, you, you've really got to dive in and dial that in. And it's really noisy right now, isn't it? Like everything's really noisy. There's a lot of people that are marketing, that are talking about products that are probably similar to yours. At least on the surface, they look similar to yours. And you got to break through. Like we have to break through that noise. You've got to break through with something to get through that noise. Okay, so now we've got the detailed avatar. We've got the market that we're going to go approach, right? And now we've got to figure out what we're going to say, right? What are we going to say to break through the noise? It's really noisy. It's really loud. What are we going to say? How are we going to do that? So we understand our market, where it is. We understand who's there. We feel like we have a good message. So next thing is message. So we got the market, right? So if we, if we understand we have the right market and we have the product for that avatar and for that market, the next thing is the message. So what we need next is a message to market match. We need to figure out what we say to trigger the people in that market to have an emotional response that they're going to respond to us. Okay. So now we've got, we understand the, the avatar. We know where they're hanging out in the market. And now we have to create the message to get them to do something, some sort of action that they need to take. Remember, emotion drives action. So now our message needs to trigger action. We want our message to trigger action. So if our message triggers the action, we got to figure out what to say. So we talked about what your people love and what they hate, right? So my avatar loves these things. They hate these things. And we have our, um, we kind of know, like, I, I try to create like a pain bank for them. So if you're in real estate, this is a great example. What's the pain that they're in? So what pain are they in? Um, the landlords, usually it's something about 
I had to evict three people over the past three years. They beat up my house. I have to spend $5,000, $10,000 to clean it up when they leave. They don't pay rent. It's frustrating and it, it's causing problems in my marriage. It's causing stress for me. I don't want to deal with it. My property manager stinks. All this stuff, right? We have all of these things that start happening. So this is all pain. There's all pain that they have, right? And you can hear that if you're going on appointments or you're having people come in, they come in with their problems, right? Your product has to solve a problem. If your product doesn't solve a problem, you don't have a business. The bigger problems your product can solve, the more money you can make. The bigger problems you can solve, the more money you can make. So in here, yeah, Ty, I'm getting there. So the pain is part of your message. The pain is just a part of it. So they've got pain, right? And then what you want to do is you want to say, well, if this pain was gone, what would your life be like? So let me ask you guys a question right now. I'm going to ask you a question, put it in the chat. I'm going to ask you a question, put, put the answer in the chat. Um, if I could help you solve the biggest problem, like what's the, let me, let me see. What's the biggest problem you're having right now in your business? Because you all have different businesses. What's the biggest problem you have right now in your business? So what's the pain that you're in in your business? That that some somebody could help you solve potentially me or some product could solve, and what would your life look like if it was solved? So what's the biggest problem that you have in your business right now? Like the biggest problem, and, and the more yeah, and, and then what what how what could I solve? Like what would happen? What would your life look like if something or someone could solve that problem? So just drop it in the chat. What's the biggest, and, and you can write as long as you want, like as long of a message as you want. What's the biggest problem that you have right now in your business? What would your life look like? What would your life look like if it was solved? Okay, Howard, I see yours. Having my wife on board. If, if Howard, if your wife was on board, if I could help you get your wife on board, what would your life look like if she was? So I don't, a lot of you are answering your business. Like you're saying, I would have 200 more doors. I would 10X my business, all that stuff. All that stuff's great. What would your life look like if that happened? What would your life look like? Tim said, it would be so bright, I'd have to wear shades. I would have the freedom to pursue my true purpose in life. Scott said, meal plan participation, if solved, sales would go through the roof and we would be able to hire a GM and be free to focus on more real estate investing. So I he, I hear freedom, these kind of things. Uh, John said, qual, co, consistent qualified leads. And if that happened, more people to serve and provide value in exchange to create a greater sense of contribution and greatly increase the quality of life for all those around me. Rajai said, I would be able to spend more hours with my princesses and my queen. Juanita said, I'm a title agent, real estate, and my pain is finding, connecting to my target audience and knowing the right marketing platform and campaign. My life would thrive because my business would be revolving. I would be able to build higher employees and be able to give more. Hold 40 doors and after it happens, we will take more vacations with the kids. Sergio said, positive mindset to be the person my circle deserves. So, okay. So I did this for a reason and you guys can keep dropping them in the chat if you like. But if you start building a pain and dream bank of your customers, like um, if you're, even if you're in real estate and you're dealing with motivated sellers and distressed sellers, like what, it, what do you see? What do you hear? What are they in pain? What, are, what, do you, what problem are they trying to solve? Are you trying to solve? They're in pain. They're in distress. Your product solves a problem. 
What does that look like? I mean, even an engineering company, why are they hiring you? They got, you know, they, their company's in pain. They're doing some things. They, they, they have a, a problem that needs to be solved. And your, your product, your service, your drawings, your stamps, whatever it is that you, that you have to do in the engineering business, that, that helps solve their problem. And then they can run a smoother business, which gives them more time. They don't have as much stress. They go, don't go home and yell at their kids. Like what is happening in pain and dream? pain and dream. And so you guys just filled up a little. So Ken said, free to do more charitable work and travel with my family and spouse. And so now when you start understanding this, what you do is you just take this, just take this information out and put it in a spreadsheet. So you can either ask your customers or you can uh, use some of the things that they've been saying to you. But what I wanted, what I want to give to you, the key in this is to use their words, not yours. So I'm not going to say, oh, Ken wants Ken wants freedom. Ken said exactly what he said, free to do more charitable work and travel with my family and spouse. I'm not going to say Ken wants freedom and impact and shorten it. Andy said, I'd have the freedom to pursue my true purpose in life. I want to put that there. So, so now we're talking about a message, right? A message to market match. If you know your avatar's pain and dreams, you know what they like and love and hate. You know all of these things about them. You know what your best customers are like. And now when you're going to send a message, you're going to start marketing to them. You want to talk directly to them using their words. So if I was marketing to Andy, I would say something like, I want to trigger some emotional response in him, right? I'd say something like, I, I, didn't, I didn't see Andy's pain. I know Andy's in real estate. So maybe I'm just going to... Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about like uh, leads or something like that. Maybe I have like a marketing agency that I work with with people to get more leads for real estate deals, and then I can help him grow his business. So I'd be like something like, and he's having trouble. Like his pain is um, I can't find enough leads in, in the current market, in the down market that we're in right now. Like I can't buy enough houses or something. So I'm going to say, I, my marketing will say something like, um, if you're having trouble finding leads in today's real estate market, so this is the this is the beginning. So he's like, oh, I'm having trouble finding leads in the current real estate market, right? If you're having trouble finding leads in the current real estate market, I feel the same way. I had that exact same problem, you know, whatever, three years ago or something like that. Like, but I found a solution. And what I want to do is invite you on this call for, you know, this time, this place and show you exactly what I did so that you can help start growing your business such that you can have the freedom to pursue the true, your true purpose in life. So like I want to use them on the front and the back, or sometimes I use them like right there in the beginning, like what would your business look like? So paint the pain, insert solution, some dream on the back end, or it's pain solution, and then like an offer, right? So you want this hook in the beginning, you want this story, and you want some sort of offer in there of what you're doing. And it might just be follow me. Hey, follow me for more tips. Or, you know, hey, I'm going to be doing that or come to this call or click the link to join something, right? So I want pain and dream. I want to build this kind of stuff out. I also want to, oh man, there's some real long ones in here. Spending more time with my special needs daughter. Gerald, I love that. 
And that's what it is. Like, that's why you're really doing the things that you're doing. That's what money gives you. That's what a successful business gives you is those things. So most of you are like, oh, do you want to make a million dollars? Do you want to do all such stuff? But what if I was like, if, I mean, Gerald, if I'm marketing to Gerald, it's not a lot of people that have, I mean, there are a lot of people that have special needs, daughters and sons. I have one specifically actually. And so, um, but I want to say like to spend more time with your loved ones. Right. And cause that's every, that's pretty much everybody's dream. Like I want to be able to do that. And so now this is the, this is the result of your product. Like my product will get you this result, but it's the dream that they have that you want to talk to. And so now if I can create a message where I have this and we can spend all day talking about hook and Russell's going to come on the challenge and he's going to talk about hook story offer for sure. I, I can almost guarantee it. It's, it's everything that he talks about. Everything leads to that. It's really incredible. He's an amazing marketer. But you've got to have something that draws them in. So the first thing is what I want to do is I want to say some like sometimes in my messaging, it's like if you're and I want to talk about my dream customer. So or if you hate. So I might my message might be um, if you're uh, let's see, let's say my, my dream customer, let's say I'm a barber. I'm the barber. I'll tell you, I'm going to use you. So I'm a barber. I want men. Um, I don't know. 18 to 60. And I want to do a certain type of haircut, you know? So this, I, barbers are all, they have very, some specialties, right? But my, my dream customer is somebody who, who has some money. They, they want like a really nice haircut, not a quick haircut. They want something nice. So they're going to pay more money for it. Um, they get their haircut regularly. They're tired of like finding a barber that doesn't listen to them. They can't cut their hair. It doesn't have the skills and expertise and things like that. So I might say something like, so love, their love and hate is like, they love, they love an experience when they go to the barber. They love, um, they love, I don't know, having water in there. They love having magazines. They love the the chat that's in the barbershop. They love making more of an experience. They hate these like quick in and out transactional relationship with a barber, somebody who doesn't listen to them, somebody who's not experienced, uh, these kind of things. And so I might say, um, Hey, don't you hate going to those barber shops that um, nobody knows your name in there and they don't really listen to you and they they haven't been cutting hair for the last 20 years? I know that I hate that when I go to those shops and that's why I created blank because we listen, we do this, we do that. And so that's a message to market match. I want to create my avatar. I want to know what they love and what they hate. And then, and really a lot of that is about their self-worth on the back end. Their dream is to, is to look good and feel good so that they can show up and it might help their relationships with, with women. If I'm, if I'm serving men, right. It might, it might help their relationship with their spouse. It might make them feel more confident in business meetings. And so I'm going to look at all those dreams. And I'm going to talk about it in my marketing message. Is making sense? Let me know in the chat if it's making sense. Okay. This is making sense. I've been talking for a while. Okay. So I've got my avatar. Keep going. I've got my market where they hang out. And then I've got my message. So I'm building these hopes, dreams, pain, pleasure, these kind of things, right? And so now what I'm doing is I'm taking that and making a market message match. I want to create something that is going to elicit some emotion. I want them. So these pain and dreams, these things that they love and hate, these are not really like results-based. Everybody's trying to sell results-based, like surface level logical stuff. I want to sell emotional stuff. Do you notice Grant? Grant's a great example of this. 
He's like in the Rolls Royce, getting out, walking into the jet, right? On some of the ads. He's like flying around in the helicopter in other ads. He's he's on stage with like Rick Ross in another ad, right? Like it's like larger than life type stuff, right? He might be like throwing money at, at the at the camera or something. What's he doing? He's eliciting a response. And the most interesting thing that I learned from him when I was there is he was talking about the one where he gets out of the Rolls Royce and he's throwing me uh, money. And he's like, man, you guys are business owners. You're entrepreneurs. He's like that ad wasn't for you. That wasn't for you. That was for the guy on the street who's a a brilliant business person, but he's selling crack or he's selling drugs. That was for him to realize that there's a better way to point your business experience than selling drugs. You can do it legally. You can do it in a great way. And so when he's talking about that, I was like, man, this is, this is really powerful. Like he said, I got to, I got to make that ad to break through to the audience that I'm trying to capture, which is a younger generation who think they want the Rolls Royce and the planes and the money and all that stuff. And that's great. And they can have it all, but I got to break through to them. He's like, you guys are the entrepreneurs and you're, and he's like, you guys are the ones judging me for those ads. Not the kids on the street who are selling drugs or that are, do, that are, that ha, that are brilliant, that just haven't reached their potential, or they think they need to go to these other schools to become successful and they can be entrepreneurs. He's like, I got to break through that noise. It's noisy. And he's like, you guys are watching it going, oh, here's this guy throwing money around, driving the Rolls Royce, having the plane. He's like, I do have all that stuff. But he's like, it's, it's not for that. Like, he's like, I, I enjoy it. The airplane's for this. The Rolls Royce is for this these kind of things. And it's like, that was a huge breakthrough for me. It's like, he's breaking through, he's, he's doing a market message match. And when I saw it, I saw the ad. I was just, he's like, you were the 10% that wasn't supposed to see that ad. The other 90% is going to the right, right market, the right audience. He's like, this, this meeting that we're doing right now is for you. I want to show you who I am. I want to show you that you're capable of becoming a billionaire. You make a couple million dollars right now, but you're capable of making a lot more and doing a lot more. And I want to unlock that potential for you. And that's, that's very helpful for me to see. So then the next thing that he said is you need frequency. So he said, there's two problems in all of this. Number one, nobody sees you. You're not out there. You're not marketing. You're not talking about what you're doing. Even on your own channels, you're not out there. I bet the majority of people on here, you're not out there. You're not talking about what you're doing. You're not getting out there. And, you, and if you're out there, you're not out there enough. And he said, so number one, that's bad. That's your, that's your number one. That's, that's one of your problems. But he said, the biggest problem is that I know you and then I forgot about you. So I, I, I knew you, I heard about you. I went to one of your things, but then I forgot about you. And he's like, that's even worse. And so a lot of the marketing that's happening that needs to continue to happen. is so people know you and they continue to know you and they will never forget you because once that happens, they'll start buying from you. And so that was big for me. Really, really big. We got some people on here that I've known for years. Paul's on here. Eric's on here. I've known some of you guys for years in Pensacola when I just got started. And the reason why I continue to do this and I continue to do these things and I'm continuing marketing and I, Somebody the other day said um, that I know in Pensacola said, uh, sent me a message and he said, you're still sending me postcards for my house. 
And I said, dude, I'm going to send you a postcard for your house forever. Because eventually you're going to need to sell that thing. And I'm going to be there. And I'm somebody who you're going to consider. You might not sell the house to me, but you're going to consider me. Because I've had a postcard in your mailbox every single month for the last six or seven years. And it might be 10 years from now that you're going to sell that beach house. And it'll be in your mailbox every month for 17 years. And so you're going to know that I, I'm capable of buying it. I'm still in business. I'm still going and I'm still there. You're not going to forget me. He won't forget me. And some of these guys that are on the call, like they'll jump on a call. They'll see me online, see me on social, doing something. And I'm not even the biggest marketer. I'm not the loudest. I need to get more loud. Dawn, Dawn's here. Dawn, I don't know. We met like three years ago or four years ago in Pensacola or something. You're on a lot of our calls. You're not going to forget me. And because you're here and you're commenting all the time, I'm not going to forget you. And so that's it. We've got to be relevant. We've got to, we've got to constantly be out there and put ourselves. And that's why all the time, this is my job. This is my job. It's to promote, 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 promote. Market, market, market. Your job is the rainmaker, the business owner, the leader. Make it rain. Drive leads, drive traffic, market. And that's why it's so superior to everything else. That's why this is the most important. That's why I'm spending so much time on it today because it's the, one of the most important things you can do. And the only way to grow your business and become truly independent is to build your brand. Build something that's bigger than you. Build this brand up. Build this company up. Build this. Um, you got to get out there. Like I really want to encourage all of you as business owners to get out there and market and talk about what you do and share. Everybody in your world should know what you do. I guarantee everybody in your world does not know what you do. Your family, your friends, and that, that's the uncomfortable part, isn't it? That's the uncomfortable part a lot of times. And the only reason it's uncomfortable is because you're afraid. You have this fear of being judged. And so to get past, you got to get past that. We got to move past that and figure out what, what was it? What is it that's holding you back? Would you, rather, would you rather have time, have freedom, have money? Or would you rather a couple people from high school or college or family members say, here's this guy on social media again, or here's this guy doing this again, or what's, who does he think who he is? And I'll tell you, every time this happens, that's their problem, not your problem. And that's what holds most people back. You care too much about what other people think. Grant doesn't care about what you think. He says, you love me or hate me, but you know me. And that was very helpful for me, and I hope it's helpful for you. Trevor said, Blackjack was sending me postcards. I told Adam Whitney the counted, county data is wrong, and it appears I'm an absentee owner. Like, it's cool. Like, if you got a property, you guys are going to sell it. Like, I, I would never take people off my list unless they threaten violence or something like that. But... I want them on my list. Kevin said the 500K challenge got me out of my comfort zone. Good. Go raise some, go raise some money. Ty said, I have a big vision for my industry and my business. Don't know how to trust people that uh, have pure intentions. So I, I, I like to trust people. I like to trust people. And um, I trust people uh, almost from the start. And I, I want, I, I, I see good in everybody. It's the challenge I have in some areas and you probably do too. Because if you're on this call and you're still with me, we're probably a lot alike in some ways. And so it's really important to 
to be yourself, to be authentic, to share openly, vulnerably, all that stuff, really important. And so for you guys, um, I think I think the most important thing that you can do is, is get out there and be noisier. You're not loud enough, all of us. And I can say that to all of you, and I can say it to myself. Because this year for me, it's about attention. Money follows attention. And I know it. And I, I need to get more attention. That's my job. My job is to make videos to, and, and to iterate that, to figure out what my market wants, to figure out what my market needs, to figure out what my people need and give it to them. And so defining my who is my person, who is my avatar, where do they hang out, and how can I break through, and how can I get that message market match to them? And it takes it takes a little time. Sit down and and workshop this. Scott said, I think that's the issue. Me being myself is just not dot, dot, dot compelling. I'm not compelling. Hey, Scott, let me, let me, let me tell you something. I am not the most like interesting, compelling person. I'm a type A military guy, very like regimented, very direct. And I'm like, I'm, so let me help you guys with the next, let me help you with another thing. The way to get loud and the way to grow is, is to be polarizing. So I'll give you last tip, last tip, because we got we to gotta wrap up. There's, there's something you need to do. You need to figure out what you believe that a lot of other people don't believe. What is something that you believe in that maybe half of the population out there doesn't? And what do you, what do you like that other people don't like? And it's not about starting a fight, but you've got to be louder with your beliefs, with your vision, with what you're doing, with where you're going. And honestly, to be perfectly honest, a lot of you, you're afraid of being judged by the people that are following you right now because the people that are following you might not believe what you believe and what you're about to talk about. Like, I'm going to become a millionaire in two years. And they're like, no, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. It's not possible. Like, uh, All this crap. Like whatever, whatever is holding you back is the thing that you need to do. You already need, you already know what you need to do. And so we're not willing to do that because we don't think we're compelling. We don't think anybody's going to listen. We don't think anybody's going to care what we think or how we feel or what we do or what's going on. I thought that for a very long time. Why, who am I to have hundreds of people on this call? Who am I to have thousands of people at our events? Same as you. Normal guy or gal. And we think that we're not special. We're not important. We're not whoever is. Half the people that are on social media that have the biggest followings, they they don't have 10% of what you got. And so for all of us, we've got to figure out how to how to like plan our flag, how to say, I believe in this, I don't believe in this. This is true, this isn't true, and take a stand. You got to take a stand. And so for you, Scott, you've been talking about um, nutrition. There's all kinds of ways to lose weight. There's all kinds of these nutrition plans. What do you do that they all don't do? Start throwing rocks at your competitors. Start saying that that plan sucks. This plan's better. Use this. You'll see results. You will not see results there because of X, Y, and Z. If you have do intermittent fasting, it's a mistake. Don't do that. Low-carb diets are horrible. Counting macros is for engineers and idiots. I don't know. Like just start throwing rocks at your competitors. Start saying, I believe this. And, and, and who cares what other people think? Like that, if that's what you believe, talk about what you believe. 
Like I truly believe self-education is the way. I have a I have a, a mechanical engineering undergraduate degree. I have a master's in aeronautical engineering. I was a test pilot for the Navy. The government paid $1.6 million for me to go. And I believe that you don't have to go to college to become successful, to do what you want to do, to learn a trade and a skill. And, and, and I got more value from being an entrepreneur and building my business than I did for millions of dollars of education. I don't use any of it. I believe that. This would be a lot of family members of mine, a lot of teachers that I know that are going to hate me when I start talking about this in much louder voice this year. I'm going to drive them nuts. So what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to drop in a, I'm going to drop in this handle right here at Bill Allen REI. I'm going to encourage you guys to follow along with me on social media, either me, Bill Allen on Facebook, uh, that on Instagram or on TikTok. I'm on TikTok with a different, uh, and then a YouTube channel called Bill Allen. There's a Bill Allen YouTube channel with me. I'm going to be flying in the airplane interviewing entrepreneurs. I'm going to encourage you guys to follow along this year on the marketing side of things and just watch, watch what I'm doing, watch what other people are doing and start duplicating some of that stuff. Now that you understand the method behind it, I want you guys to see it. All right. If you are still here, and you listen to that entire show about marketing and you're not in the challenge, what are you doing? You need to go to the link in the description right here in the email of where you found this and jump in and sign up for the Unbreakable Business Challenge that Grant's putting up. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be having an awesome time and I'm going to be doing a ton of bonuses right alongside of the challenge to show you the application of real estate. So click the link in the description or the show notes or the email and join me in the challenge. You got to use my link so you can get all of my bonuses. So make sure you use the one in the description or you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash grant. Sevenfigureflipping.com slash grant. It's 100% free. VIP is $97. It'll be the best $97 you ever spent. Sign up, join me, and let's have some fun on this five-day challenge starting on January 24th.